Bonjour, Lusan. Day five in the books, an enjoyable day and actually kind of a short day for our reporting. So we're ready uh, a bit earlier than we are normally to uh, give the uh, start the podcast. So hopefully we can have a little more energy today and hopefully you enjoy it. I'm joined once again, of course, by Wojciech Nowakowski. Hello, bonjour, everybody. And um, right before we get into stuff here, I just want to actually, I was dressing right there. Uh, the scheduling today was, it's, it's been a bit odd for the games. It seems like we, there's been a bit of some ebb and some flow uh, between days that are really hectic and chaotic and days that are like this one that seem a little less, um, there's a little less going on and it's a lot easier for us to report on. I, I don't know how you feel about that, Wojciech. Yes, I think I, I felt like I was having a lot of time to, to take uh, some naps, especially I had I didn't have a lot of sleep in the night. Uh, and I look at the tomorrow's uh, schedule and I see that there won't be as many as much time as uh, as I had today. So well, I don't think that scheduling is the is the good side of, of that games. Well, I, I, I feel like the, the scheduling is interesting because of the two wave system. Because we obviously have days like today where we don't have a lot and days where we have a ton. And I think there's a good balance that could be struck somewhere in the middle because it would really be nice to actually alternate between days with a bit more and days with a bit less so that, uh, you know, reporters and journalists could get some rest, the athletes can get some rest. I think actually with this two-wave system, they could come up with a really uh, a great way of like um, doing sports every other day so that athletes get rest in between the days and, you know, people don't have to go to the same venues every day and stuff, but obviously... Um, that's a little bit out of our pay grade to be talking about because I have no clue what it's like to uh, organize one of these events since I've never worked on one of the organizing committees, though that is uh, a goal one day, I will admit. But for now, I just am a lowly reporter, so that's what I'll do. So uh, I guess we'll jump into today's summaries. And uh, I mean, do I even have to say it? We'll just go right to you for curling. Well, so we'll start with uh, Group A, when, of course, Canada won against Estonia. That was not a surprise with 10-2, to and that obviously meant the first place in the group for for the Maple Leaf team. And uh, the victory, also 10-2 uh, uh, for the Republic of Korea against Spain, meant that the result of the game between Russia and uh, Poland was not very important for Poland. Uh, but another way we we've lost. So uh, the Russia uh, used that opportunity to to win the uh, the spot in the uh, the last spot from the Group A to the quarterfinals. So we have Canada and Russia uh, in in the quarterfinals from Group A. While in Group B, it was uh, Germany in the uh, in the best position before the games as they were playing against Hungary, which seemed to be uh, one of the uh, one of the worst uh, teams in the Group B, which finished f- uh, five out of six teams, of course, losing only to Brazil. And uh, Germany won uh, the game, taking the second place as Switzerland took the uh, victory over uh, over Brazil, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also 10-2, to two, so quite a popular uh, result today. Now, if I, could just, and... if I could just jump in really quick, this, this is the group I found... Um to be the most exciting and interesting today because actually Hungary could have qualified out of the group if they'd beaten Germany in that game. So that was arguably the most important game of the day. Uh, If Denmark had beaten China and they did and Hungary had won that game, I do believe based off the math I'd done beforehand that Hungary would have actually been um, advancing out. That would have been a great result for them as a uh, non-traditional nation. It's also interesting that Denmark did well today because that was the team that the uh, WCF had chosen to do their 
uh, Instagram story on today. So we learned some interesting information about them. And one of the interesting things about their team is that their, their skip, their team leader, is uh, the youngest player on the team at 14 years old. In fact, he might be the youngest player in the tournament. Uh, it's quite obvious if you've, if, you've, if you've seen them play or seen any photos. But uh, that's just an interesting choice to me. I, was, I, was, I meant to ask you, um, does age really matter when it comes to being a skip, in your opinion? Or can you have a skip at that young of an age? I think that at uh, that age, when we say about the age categories, I don't think that really matters because, you know, they are all uh, juniors. They're all at youth Olympic Games and they are mostly uh, at the same age, more or less, let's say, how many differ- how much difference is between them. It's two or three years maximum. So I don't think that uh, at this level it matters. In fact, if uh, the skip is another, uh, the one who is chosen by somebody, you know, like, from nowhere the team chooses to skip so if he's accepted or she uh, then then uh, then it's the skip and uh, I, I think that uh, it's it's a matter of trust for the skip i think it's a matter of experience also some uh, technical uh, tech, sorry technical abilities and the good uh, tactics is the most important uh, skill for the skip and that's why I, that's why i think uh, the, the age doesn't matter uh, in that matter it's interesting perspective there. In fact, I think I, and I could be wrong, but I believe the, the skip from Denmark might actually be one of the more experienced players on the team, even though he's younger. I believe he played with his mother or an older player in the mixed doubles world championship when he was 12, I think. Um, I, I'm not quite sure about that. And obviously we could do some background research and check on that. But he, I know that Denmark sent a really young player, like an 11 or 12 year old to the world championships one time. And he seems like, um, and that was only a few years ago, so he seems like the kid that would have been. But obviously, I can check on that later and give 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 a, a remark on that as well. Uh, so coming back to the uh, to the round robin that's finished today, we've got the group C, and I think that was the most interesting one, as we had uh, Norway, Great Britain, and Slovenia fighting for their for the qualifying spot, uh, as New Zealand already was sure of of the first place in the group. Uh, and unfortunately, because I think that many of people cheered for Slovenia, uh, especially that they were playing really, really good. But uh, th- today they lost to uh, to Turkey, so uh, one of the teams that had the least uh, victories in uh, in the tournaments. And Slovenia finished in fifth. Well, it could be as well uh, second, but uh, the wins of Norway and Great Britain, the surprising one of uh, of Great Britain beating New Zealand, which was unbeaten uh, by by then. Uh, and uh, Norway beating France, which was totally the outsider of, of the group, although they won a single game against Turkey. Uh, and it, it uh, concluded with Norway getting the second place uh, and, the quali- and the spot for in the quarterfinals. Well, Group D was surely the the most boring one. Uh, first of all, they didn't play all the games at the same time. They were playing throughout uh, all the sessions uh, played today in uh, Champery. And uh, the other thing was that uh, even yesterday we said that Italy and Japan uh, were sure of their playing in the playoff phase. So uh, we've got we've now know the uh, quarterfinals, and it will be Canada versus Japan, New Zealand versus Germany. Switzerland versus Russia and Italy versus Norway. So, uh, quite an interesting games, and we will see how will it uh, conclude tomorrow at uh, ten a.m. It will be the first event of the day. 
Alrighty. Well, uh, I, I don't have any further remarks on that. So if you're uh, content with that, I think we can move on to ice hockey then. And I believe you're covering that for us as well. Uh, yes, and uh, today only four games were held, so quite a quite quite a quick uh, day for for those who were in uh, Varuas Arena. And uh, with the men's semifinal, uh, we had a green team uh, defeating black team seven to three, and the red team defeated brown team nine to seven, which means we'll have the green and red uh, in the final, and black and brown in the bronze medal game. While in women's uh, tournament, we had black and brown in the semifinal, with black winning uh, 11 to 7. Uh, and in the final, the black team will meet the yellow one that uh, defeated the blue team 7 to 5. So uh, the blue against brown in the uh, third place game. I'm gonna be... And I think that also concludes the, the ice hockey team. Although you wanted to add something to the, to the topic of ice hockey? Yeah, well, more just a, a a comical remark, I guess, because when I when you keep saying, obviously, you know, the colors create some funny some funny things, and one of the things I find funny about the women's final is that it's obviously black and yellow, which is actually the name of a song uh, by Snoop Dogg. I think I, I heard it a while back on the radio, and now all I can think of is the chorus from that song in my head. So I hope they play it at the game tomorrow because it would obviously be quite a fitting uh, a fitting match for that game. Uh, I have. I don't really have anything else to add uh, besides that. Well, well, black and yellow are the uh, the colors of my uh, of the speedway team from my home country, for which I volunteer in the media team. So I'm also happy with with that uh, with, with that roster. That's my connection to that to that uh, to that final. So you know, th- these are quite uh, quite uh, quite the colors that uh, are on the contrary sides. Like one is definitely the darkest one existing; the other is quite a light one. So that might be interesting to see. However, we won't see that uh, in the in the streaming. Uh, I, I am gonna. I believe uh, predicting the color of the winner was a uh, prediction contest question, right? No, that wasn't. I, I think that was a there was a question about uh, about the color of the team, but was that was one of the uh, earlier questions. It was uh, the question of uh, of the day one. Who what will be the ah, color okay. of the leading team after the first round? Okay. Well, there's there's I I got and I think you, I, well now I know why you mentioned that because you were the uh, the only one to predict... No, sorry, you are not the only one, but one of two who predicted the yellow one, and you got the five points for that. So, congratulations. Oh, sweet. Well, I was, <laughs> what I was going to lean into there is I was going to just... I don't know. I just felt like it. Which colors do we think are going to win the gold medal tomorrow? I think it will be black, and I hope so, because in the black team we have the uh, the Polish girl playing. All right, well... It's always nice to see Poland get a medal in the winter, so uh, we'll have to see if they if they earn one. Maybe we'll hear something, not to spoil anything, but maybe we'll hear about one later in the uh, in the episode. But for now, uh, we'll move on to the first finals of the day, which were, of course, in alpine skiing. Bit of a weird schedule today. Uh, both the men's and the women's slalom running together. Don't know if I've ever seen that before, at least at such a major event uh, like the Youth Olympic, the Winter Youth Olympic Games. Um, uh, and yesterday, you remarked on the uh, remarkable amount of DNFs we saw in the women's giant slalom. Well, let me tell you, um, they uh, tried to beat their record today. 
Um, I, I'm not good at quick math, so I can't I can't uh, do it right on the spot here. I don't have it prepared, uh, but I believe we saw somewhere in the realm of uh, uh, 30 DNFs and DNSs in the first run, and about 10 or 15 in the second run. So uh, not a great day for the women island slope. I believe we had less than 30 finishers. Let me just check that real quick. Yep, only 37 out of I believe 76 athletes uh, finished today's race. Yes, and. Of course, and uh... Uh, sorry for jumping in, but among those who d- did not finish the second round were the gold medalists, Amanda Salzgeber and Amelie Klopfenstein. Yes, so we so were guaranteed a new medalist today. And the new medalist, um, well, this country's already medaled in alpine skiing, so I they weren't new to the medal table. But our medalist, of course, was new, and that was uh, Emma Sollen of Sweden with a time of 129.82. Um, she put on a, a very good uh, performance, was technically good. Her coach set the second run, maybe gave her a bit of an advantage over the home favorite, Lena Vulcan, who made a mistake maybe seven gates from the finish in the second run that cost her those uh, 18, that 0.18 that she lost by. I think she was going to win if she didn't make that mistake. So that was uh, really sad and unfortunate to see for the host. It's always hard not to, uh, you know, want the best for the, ho- the host athletes. Um, but she goes home with the silver and, um, She's followed by uh, Laura Klein from Germany. So it was a good day for the German-speaking nations. But um, besides that, the Swedish girls were really dominant today. All three of their skiers finished within the top five. Maybe that had something to do with the course set, maybe not. Um, but that's a pretty impressive performance since you've seen countries with three skiers barely even getting their three skiers to finish. So quite a good performance there. But the big shock of the day for me in the women's event was the uh, the Andorran athlete, Carla mujeres Ruf. Uh, coming in sixth out of nowhere. She had been skiing, uh, I believe, somewhere in the back 20s and early 30s in terms of uh, ranking in the last few events. And today she showed that she has um, some solemn prowess, maybe a, uh, a Croatian in disguise since they only seem to be quite good in the slalom. But uh, she finished less than a second off at 0.99 back from our winner. And that was sixth place. And um, Andorra has definitely shown that they have some potential with these games with their... With their uh, schemo athlete in the men's sprint and now their skier in the solemn so it's as we've been talking about it seems like andorra's been coming out of my mouth a lot this year so maybe um maybe in 2022 we'll finally see them get uh win their olympic medal after a while so um that would be nice and uh, in terms of the rest of the top 10 we had uh rosa poholjainen of finland coming in seventh Teresa fritzenwalder of austria coming in eighth anastasia trofima coming in ninth for russia and maria niedendorfer uh, coming in 10th for Austria. Now, as I said, we also had the men's slalom today. I don't believe there was as many DNFs in that one. In fact, there was quite a few fin- more finishers. Um, I scratched that. There's only three more finishers. Um, but uh, again, great day for Sweden. Adam Hofstedt, our Super G winner, uh, winning his second gold medal of the games um, with a time of 116.10. Uh, again, uh, I'm not sure if his coach set the men's run or not, because uh, I don't know if they, because the two runs were set actually parallel on the hill, which was even uh, weirder from a spectator's perspective. It was weird scheduling, but whatever. Uh, we also saw Switzerland get another silver medal, so very familiar looking podium on the men's side. Uh, Switzerland, uh, a minute 32, or not a minute 32, a second 32 uh, off the back with uh, Blake Rodewitt. And uh, we saw a bronze for Italy, their first alpine ski medal with Eduardo Sirocco. Um, Sweden also coming in fourth. So again, Sweden really showing some class today. And as I mentioned, 
I'm not going to say this name, but uh, as I mean, maybe you can say it for me, uh, Wojciech, our fifth place athlete here. The fifth place from Croatia was uh, Tvrtkoljutic. Yes, thank you. And, and uh, once again, Croatia is showing that they have potential when it comes to the slalom. If there's a slalom in town, you better be looking for Croatia is what I'm starting to learn here about alpine skiing. Uh, Italy also coming in sixth with Marco uh, Abrize. And uh, then we had uh, Germany, France, Germany, and Canada finally getting a top 10 to round out our top 10 today. And I've been talking about this for a while, so I think I will uh, move on to our next sport now, which was uh, biathlon. And I will let you go. For, oh, ski, oh, ski mountaineering. Excuse me. I almost forgot. Almost forgot. I'm, I'm old now, apparently. I'm too old to participate <laughs> in the games, and apparently my memories are leaving me. So, yeah, that's um, always the the worst year when you realize that you're too old to participate in the youth olympic games yeah, you know now cool. it, it will be all easier for you <laughs> all right so in the uh ski mountaineering mixed relay that i am too old to participate in uh we found uh switzerland with another gold medal as i suspected yesterday and predicted i believe on our episode uh they beat france by quite a sizable margin of two minutes but france barely beating our bronze medalist from Spain by only two seconds. I didn't see any footage of the finish, but I'd imagine it was rather close and probably quite a fun one to witness. Uh, Italy coming in fourth, followed by Germany in fifth, and United States in sixth. United States and Germany uh, quite a ways off those front four. Our best mixed team uh, was World 2, and that was made up of our three uh, Chinese skiers, uh, two females and a male, and of course our male representative from Andorra. So again... Andorra showing uh, some class, maybe pulling that team back from a bit of a gap. Uh, they also beat two of the non-mixed teams, that, and those were Austria and Romania. Romania coming in last. Uh, and now we can move on to biathlon, and uh, you are going to do the men for us, I believe. Yes, because it was the historical uh, event for the Polish Olympics, Youth Olympics, and especially Polish Winter Youth Olympics. After eight years from the first edition of the Winter Youth Olympics, Poland got uh, their first medal, and it was already and it was gold medal by Marcin Zawo uh, with just one miss at at the standing shooting. Uh, he took the he had the third time at shooting two with uh, Denis Irodov from Russia and Vegard Pon from Norway uh, ahead of him. However, his last round of uh, of uh, running was definitely outstanding, and he came to the uh, medal to the finish line of the sprint event for seven and a half kilometers uh, with the with the best time of the day, taking uh, the gold medal. As I said, the historical first gold medal and first medal overall for Poland at the Winter Youth Olympic Games uh, with Denis Irodov from Russia taking uh, silver with uh, 12.6 seconds uh, behind him and Vegarton from Norway uh, taking uh, bronze with 18.5 uh, seconds uh, behind the winner. Uh, and the Norwegian uh, managed to beat uh, New Zealand, the athlete from New Zealand, uh, Campbell Wright. So once again, uh, right in the top of the of the field, uh, this time taking fourth place, just uh, less than three seconds behind uh, the Norwegians. So it was very, very close to medal. And I think that's another nation we should look forward to to get a medal in a in a discipline which we usually do not connect. Maybe not in Beijing, maybe in Milano and Cortina in Italy in 2026. Uh, in the fifth place, we saw we saw the Vitali Manzin, uh, who also had a great. Uh, Great time at the second shooting. However, he was uh, 
much slower uh, in the end. So uh, the fifth place for the Ukrainian. And we've got uh, Marco Barale from Italy in the sixth place, the Swedish Oscar Andersson in seventh. So the medalist from the single mixed relay together with uh, Sarah Andersson. Uh, we've got another Ukrainian, Stepan Kinash, uh, with, uh, with in the eighth position, and the Czech uh, Ludek Abraham in ninth, and Andrei Haurush from uh, Belarus to finish the top ten. And uh, just to mention uh, two more athletes from Poland, that was a very good day for us. We've, we've had uh, Jan Guinka in 13th place and Konrad Badac in uh, 15th place. Uh, in fact, their shooting was their weakest uh, their weakest point with Guinka having four misses and less than second of uh, less sorry less than a minute of loss to to Martin Zavu the winner, and uh, Badach with three misses. Uh, well, he was a little bit uh, behind uh, the time of of his teammates. I'd also just like to add on really quick that uh, Matthew Garcia disappointed Matthews everywhere by not getting another medal today, only only managing a twelfth place performance. So really really let me down there as my namesake, but. Uh, Yes, a good day for Poland. I, I, I think I joked on the forum that I could hear you cheering from the thousand miles away. So I would imagine that you were pretty happy with the medals. Well, you are you are hearing me from thousand miles, as I am in Europe. So I would use the kilometers to say that. But uh, <laughs> I think there was no not a reason for you for you to be happy with as USA didn't get any medal today. Oh, but I mean, a happy boy check makes a happy me because then I don't gotta listen to you complain. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, uh, no, you, and I already got my medal. I got my bronze. And uh, look, we got like the slope style events coming up. So we'll just sweep the whole podium. So it's not a big deal for the US. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the other event, of course, in the biathlon was the uh, women's six kilometer sprint. And that was won uh, again by Elena Makova uh, of Russia, our individual winner, uh, but barely beating out her teammate by just under two seconds, uh, Anastasia Zanova of Russia as well, coming in for the silver. And we saw Austria pick up their first uh, biathlon medal with Anna Axender uh, coming in third, six seconds behind. Uh, unfortunately for Germany, their best-ranked athlete was uh, Johanna Puff, and she came in in fourth place today. However, uh, there is someone worth mentioning a bit further down the order, and that is uh, Emma Kapustova of Slovakia. And it's been a rough game uh, for Slovakia, no medals for them yet. But uh, their athlete did achieve something, not historical, but just uh, something at the games today. And I believe uh, she was the first youth biathlete to have a clean shooting in the, in the range. So congratulations to her. And the Swiss athlete that finished in ninth right behind her, Yara uh, Burkhalter, uh, also with a clean shooting. So congrats to both of them. Poland also continuing their great day in the biathlon with uh, Claudia Tepor coming in 10th. I just noticed that right now. And uh, Great Britain. Uh, a nation that um, has had a mixed history in biathlon. Obviously, we saw them with the women's biathletes uh, in Pyeongchang. They were lucky to get one out of the World Cup. And it seems like they might have another another prodigy in the up-and-coming uh, Shauna Pendry, who's been performing quite well at the Games. Uh, good shooting, good ski speed, which is generally where the British um, struggle. So it'll be interesting to watch Pendry come up through the ranks and uh, see what she does. Slovenia uh, also on a had a good day. Just want to touch on them really quick too, because we saw uh, Kaha March and Kaha Zorch. Well, it was a good day for the Kahas too, apparently, coming in uh, fifth and sixth place. So uh, a good day for quite a few nations in the biathlon. Um, not the U.S. Not a good day for the U.S., but that's all right because, as I said, our time will come later in the games. Um, 
But while we're talking about the women's biathlon, we can, of course, transition to our athlete of the day. Um, it was up. It was between three athletes uh, today for me, obviously. Um, Wojciech may have been a bit biased and wanted to choose uh, Marcin Zewol. <laughs> and I cannot blame him because it was quite an impressive performance. But I felt like we had two double gold medals today, so that's who it came down to for, uh, for me. Uh, of course, the first one being Adam Hofstedt in the Alpine skiing for Sweden. But because of the way that... Um, Mokova won the individual and the way by a, a huge margin and the way she barely won today by a small margin, it felt like we should choose her because she seems to know how to win at different distances and in different time gaps. So uh, Elena Mokova is our athlete of the day uh, today. Uh, I don't know too much about her, but as I said, she uh, is a double gold medalist now at the Youth Olympic Games. Uh, she did fall apart a, a bit in the single mixed relay, but I would imagine that she'll be on the mixed relay team tomorrow. Uh, looking to make it three for uh, three for four, so maybe going for that third gold medal. And uh, on that note, we might be done for the day, unless you have something to add. Wait, check. No, I don't think uh, I have something to add. Maybe the the thing that uh, think to Russian names in at the top of the final classification, final standing, made me think it was rather figure skating instead of uh, instead of biathlon. And while we're talking about uh, seeing Russians atop the medal standing, you want to uh, maybe go through the medal table um, a little bit? Uh, so in the medal table, I think uh, we have... Uh, I think I didn't update uh, my document with the medal table after the last event. Sorry for that. Well, just give me a minute. But, I, have, I have it. Let me just pull it up. But uh, just counting quickly, I think we have Russia in the lead with five golds after the gold of... Uh, yes of uh, Malhova and seven silvers after the silver of her of her of her teammate Zenova so uh, so we have uh, Russia ahead of Switzerland by the silver medals as as far as I counted correctly yes you're right and so the battle between the most the best skating nation and the best skiing nation so far I think with figure skating being the top uh top uh, discipline for Russia and Alpine skiing, the top discipline for, for Switzerland, especially considering uh, Amelie Klopfensteiner and, uh, and, and the whole team of, of Russian uh, figure skaters. So uh, the luck for the Switzerland that tomorrow we have the, the parallel uh, event in, uh, in Alpine skiing. And I think that's not the mixed knocks event. I think that mixed team. So we will see Switzerland having a chance to win the medal, while in figure skating we'll have the mixed stock teams. So Russia not on the way to increase the uh, the medal st- their medal uh, back uh, with uh, uh, with the medal in in their favorite discipline. So actually, it's fitting that you uh, mentioned the uh, Alpine uh, mixed team event in Alpine skiing, the parallel event. Uh, because in the battle for third and fourth place on the medal table, we see Japan currently with three golds, one silver, and one bronze, and Sweden fourth with three golds, zero silver, and two bronze. So if Sweden can pick up a gold or a silver tomorrow, we will see them uh, catapult uh, ahead of Japan uh, in the standings, of course. Uh, France could also do the same to Sweden down in fifth, and Austria could actually do the same to France. So uh, that Alpine mixed teams event could say, could pretty much determine how the medal table is going to look after week one of the uh, Winter Youth Olympics. And uh, just a quick rundown, we've seen 20 nations uh, get a medal in these Winter Youth Olympic Games already. And I'd say that's as many as we had at the Winter University next year, or last year, I mean, not next year. I I don't know the future. 
<laughs> but uh, that's as many as we had at the university ad last year. So that is exciting because if only if we get one or two more nations, then we will already be doing better than the last generation, which means that we'll have hopefully more nations getting medals at the Winter Olympics, which of course would be a very positive thing. Uh, and on that note, uh, I will hand it back to you um, to maybe give us a word about the prediction contest. So uh, today's uh, we've ha- we have the prediction contest uh, still going on, so you can uh, predict uh, those who didn't do that. Uh, the question for the next days we have day six uh, going on tomorrow, and uh, on our on the top definitely on the top of um, the standing so far after five days we've got Heuju from Netherlands with seventy one points, uh, and the battle for the second place is uh, very tight with uh, Federer ninety one, HC Koshitsa, and I think you know that one Olympian ten ten, with uh, fifty five for Federer ninety one and fifty four for the other two. So a strong battle for the um, for the silver medal in our prediction contest, but of course there are opportunities for the medals for the other uh, contestants as we have many many questions to go yet. Yes, uh, of course, and uh, thank you again uh, for running that because that is a very uh, youth and urban way to celebrate <laughs> the Winter Youth Olympics. And I've enjoyed uh, playing along every day, and it seems like uh, those who have been playing have too. Maybe um, maybe we'll have to bring that back in 2022 for Dakar, or maybe we'll even try something like that for the World Games next year. Since that's on my home turf, maybe I'll uh, I'll put together something for that. Um, in terms of live trivia, we saw live trivia today, and of course we have to give a shout out to our friend uh, Griff88 from uh, our Indonesian user, who of course got joined you and me in the Perfect Score Club, also known as the Blue Bag Crew. So. Uh, happy to see him do so well today. Uh, you and me struggled a bit. I finished 8 out of 10, which is uh, an okay day for me, but you only got 7 out of 10. You maybe want to, since we got a little bit of time here, maybe break down uh, your your mistakes. No, I'm really ashamed of the first mistake <laughs> I made, which was the uh, question about the first country hosting both Summer and Winter Olympics. You know, uh, I think I talked too much to, with you because I, the first, my first idea was USA, and I thought yes, like less it was the same year what as Los Angeles, and they had St. Louis even earlier, so it has to be USA because St. Moritz uh, was earlier, and Switzerland didn't have a, uh, a summer Olympics, so that has to be USA. And then uh, the answer came out: Oh my God, Chamonix! I forgot about it. <laughs> I forgot about the fact that Chamonix, the games in Chamonix were organized just because uh, that was uh, the year of Olympics in Paris and they wanted to celebrate that with the first edition. In fact, with the week of of, uh, winter sports, which became later on the first winter Olympics. Yep. So I'm really ashamed of that. And the other thing I'm ashamed of that, of what is uh, my lack of knowledge that uh, the headquarters of the World Calling Federation is not uh, in, located in Switzerland. It's located in Scotland. I knew that one. I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. However, I think uh, that uh, my fi- final mistake was uh, the one where most people had mistakes, as, especially that we saw that all four uh, answers were having uh, quite a similar uh, predictions uh, percentage. It was a question of uh, about Switzerland, which games uh, the Switzerland didn't yeah. have a medal, the Winter Games. 
I really don't know who came out with that question, but uh, I think he's a Swiss uh, historic uh, historian of sport. Uh, I think some kind of professor who has uh, who wanted to to show his knowledge and to point out that uh, most of the users doesn't have that knowledge, and he did it well. Well, to be fair, Switzerland is the host of the game, so they can run the the trivia as they please to suit their needs, I guess. Uh, I would imagine that you appreciated question number ten, though. Yes, about the about Martin Savo, which country he here is representing as he's the gold medalist. Uh, I was I was a little bit upset that they didn't mention it was the first medal of for Poland at the Winter Youth Olympic Games. But okay, I think that the word Poland uh, became uh, existing in the in the uh, life trivia of of Lausanne twenty twenty is is quite a is quite a big thing. <laughs> well, uh, since that seems like a good place to stop, history is always a ending on history is always ending on a good note. So yes, history for Poland, their first um, youth Olympic gold medal. Uh, no live trivia tomorrow, obviously, because it's every other day. So unfortunately, we won't um, be playing at uh, eighteen local time as we always do. But we can look forward to playing the next day, and everyone can go for their perfect scores again. And uh, on that note, yeah, I will... For, for a third uh, blue back. Yes, yes, of course. We'll have to, we'll have to get our blue bags t- together at yeah. some point and, and get a photo op. But uh, on, that, on, on the note, um, yeah, I, it's been, it was another really enjoyable day of sports. Um, some good live stream games, some good live streamed events. You know, not as much as we wanted, but that's okay. And... Uh, Again, an enjoyable day, and I wish that everyone's day is just as enjoyable tomorrow, and I hope you all have a good day. Yeah, goodbye, everybody. Yes, good night. Thank you.